Hello and welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Corrine Cash, and I'm so excited to be joined by my wonderful, awesome, amazing husband, Mr. Ronnie Cash. Honey, thank you so much for joining me yet again on another episode. Hey, nice to be here again. Awesome. Now, today we wanted to just focus on kids and dealing with kids and raising kids in a marriage because we know that this is something that can become frustrating at times. There are many joys to doing it, but we do know that there are some challenges. And so we just wanted to talk about kind of how we do it. We give some just some advice, but we have three kids, three wonderful kids, right, hon? I would Mm -hmm. call them wonderful. Very wonderful. And we have a now 13-year-old daughter. Um, We have an 11-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter as well. And so the Cash family household is very full. Um, There's always a lot going on, as you can imagine. And one thing that I think we realized very early on and still realizing it every day is that they're so very different. I mean, I always tell people that our first child never prepared us for any other child. Like, you think, okay, we got a girl, and then if you end up having another girl, you might get a similar experience, but uh, I don't know. It didn't happen for us, so (laughs) definitely, definitely a lot. Yeah, so our first, our 13-year-old is very mild. She's an introvert. Um, She's very quiet. She's very studious. She loves books. She loves to read. She's very much to herself. She can get things done by herself. She was very independent, even from a young age. We realized like things like reading and anything to do with books and learning was something that interests her. Mm -hmm. But then we got our second child, our boy. And he was just a complete opposite. I mean, he couldn't be further from everything yes that she I mean, was what what she lacked in like i guess the extrovertedness that you would expect or that you would expect from children he got it's like he, it. he he took it all from her <laughs> like she went 100 percent in the direction of introversion and he went the complete opposite and He's a showman. He's yes. a he's a negotiator. <laughs> uh, could be a lawyer, maybe I don't know, but you know he has his sights set on other things. So yeah, I, I I always tell people sometimes in my house it's like whiplash because you know based on who I'm talking to at the time it's a completely different experience. And so our kid one end of the spectrum is okay, self started by yourself, not really people, I don't want to say not really a people person, but you know, some people are just, just, they're complete by themselves. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have our son and he requires a lot of attention. He's very affectionate. And Mm -hmm. so he loves hugs. He loves, you know, saying, I love you. He, he loves to to hear that. Yeah. He, and yes. And we'll even talk about doing your love language for your kids, which is a very great exercise. And we'll talk about that a little later, but words of affirmation, it's very important for him. Our daughter is more She's not a touchy-feely type. She doesn't really express emotions a lot. She would tell you that she loves you, but it's in a different way. Yeah. And so we're saying all of that just to say one thing that's important as a parent is for you to realize and know who your child is. What is their personality type? Um, And I touched on it a little bit and more so even to what is their love language Mm -hmm. because how you show love or how you receive love could be different than how they actually receive love. So you may be trying to reach out and, and I, we, we did this a lot early on I think with our daughter and I'm just like because I'm very extrovert 
Mm-hmm. My, All the way. My husband here is very introvert, and so she's more in line with his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still receive love differently. We do. It's 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 a crazy thing. It's very. It's just amazing the personality types, you know, and you certain things would uh like you say, we, we are very similar in certain degrees, but then there's other things like like you said, she's not touchy feely. I think I'm more of a touchy, affectionate person in that yeah, way. For sure. And um she she likes acts of service, I would say. I think that's some like she appreciates when you do things for her, but I mean, with me, I mean, you just have to love me. You know I mean? And then I, I'm good if you just love me. I don't think I need the, the service as You're much. You're good? Yeah, okay, so. good. But um. I like, you know, stuff here and there, but, you know, just... So, yeah, so it's important for you to understand your child, understand their love language, um, how they receive love so that you can make sure that it's coming across the right way and it's, you know, words aren't falling on deaf ears and that your child is really feeling the love. And then... Knowing that they are different, if you are, you know, if you are a parent, multiple parent child or multi-child parent, mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing that. And in the cases, if you do have multiple kids, how important it is for you to spend time with them, both individually and also together. Because I know you can get used to family vacations, Mm -hmm. road trips for us. We do those a lot um, because I love to spend time with my family. And that's one way that we bond together. Um, But one thing that we also realized was because they are so individual, we have to make sure that each and every one of them individually feel our love, that we're not missing anything, that we are a part of their lives. Yes, because I mean, with like with our oldest, she will probably just fade to the background. Yeah. And then you know what she wants or what she needs at the time won't be heard, and then she's gonna. I mean, I don't know. If, like right then, it might affect her as much, but I guess over the course of time, you know, that'll very much probably affect her, and then send her more into her introvertness. I think. Yeah. But you know, I know what I try to do every time, especially with the the family dynamic is. Try to get up and be like, hey, what do you think about this? But the funny thing is, even though she is introverted and she may not say stuff, when you ask her, when you uh, engage her and stuff, then she she has a lot of good things to say and a lot of good uh, you know opinions about things. So, I mean, it's just like Corrine says, it's trying to engage each of them individually and, you know, just figuring out their way of doing things or their way of communicating. Yeah. And uh, and, um, another reason it's important to do that too is because you want to make sure that you're involved in their, what I call, personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes they're like, oh, they're kids. They don't have a personal life. They do. When you send them off to school, they are in a different environment. They're creating friends. They're learning. They're, you know, just learning more about themselves. And so it's, it's, you have to make sure that you are there that you are an active part of what they're doing. Ask them, what, what are you reading in school? Um, what are you reading on your free time? Who are your friends? You know, tell me what they're like. When it comes to social media, you know, that's in our house a kind of a controversial thing. And we'll probably talk about that at one point. But um, not that anything bad, just we don't allow, when I say controversial, we don't allow our kids to have social media. Um, now, of course, you can say, yeah, because they're kind of young and they are. Uh, 13-year-old, again, 13, 11, and 4, there's no need for you to have a social media no. presence. And we're we try we're trying to protect their innocence as much as we can. I do know, and we do know that we will, of course, allow them to have social media at a certain point, just because, you know, that's... 
we want to make sure that they're engaged, they understand what's going on. But even at that time, we're going to make sure that we still know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Not to the point of monitoring where you're like a crazy parent, but still you have to know what's going on. But in those times, because they can have, you know, secret accounts and there's all kind of things. That's why putting in the work from now, from when they're smaller mm-hmm. and having that conversation with them ongoing doing that individual relationship where they feel comfortable enough to you to come to you and say, well, mommy or daddy, you know, this happened in school today or this person said something to me and it made me feel a kind of way. Hmm. You have to make sure that you foster that from now. Yeah, I mean, I think from the younger age, kids will just say everything. I mean, they're they're very open book. They, I, I know someone told me, like, if you want an honest opinion about something, like, and I, I do music, so they were saying, like, if you want an honest opinion about your song, Ask a child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to tell you the sh- the straight real deal. So, yep. I mean, getting to engage with each one of your children at the young age, it becomes something that, you know, it's just second nature and they will continue. It might, you know, they as they get older and into their teenage years, they may start to withhold certain information. But, you know, you don't want to wait till they get to that age. Because, I mean, I think when they're younger, it's an automatic thing because, you know, they're they're so much more involved with you or you're so much more involved in their life because they are they can't do a lot of things for themselves. But as they get older and they get more independent, then they're not coming to mommy or daddy to ask for every little thing. And it's going to be a lot of, a, not to say secrecy, but just there's going to be a lot of things that may not be things they want to share or, you know, but if that relationship between daughter and father, daughter and mother, son, son and, and you know, mm-hmm. son and mother is already established to where it's like a, a very chill, open thing where it's not going to be any kind of a counteraction or, you know, I mean, it's not going to be any kind of judgment. You know, they feel that the, the, the room is very, you know, neutral and they can say what they want to say and, you know, not receive a lot of yeah. a, a lashing out for, for first saying it or for feeling it or whatever, but definitely fostering from their younger and Hopefully, it will continue through their teenage years and adulthood. Yeah, and that takes discipline on the part of the parent for us um, Mm -hmm. to where you keep a calm head when, you know, even with certain things, however small they are that your kids bring up to you or they do something where they're in trouble and how you react, they remember those things and Mm -hmm. that guides their decision later on. Can I tell mommy this? Can I tell daddy this? How will they react. And so I know that I always tell my kids and I'm like, listen, it doesn't matter what you do. If there's something that's wrong, you will be punished. But no, number one, I love you. And number two, I've always got your back. Now, not saying that I'm going to condone bad actions, but I need you to know that you can come to me. If anyone tells you, oh, um, I'm going to tell your mom um, if this happened. So don't tell your mom. I'm like, don't, don't listen to that at all. You can always come to me, whatever it is, we will get through it together. We'll work it out together. It's not the end of the world. I'm not going to kill you. I brought you into this world. Okay. I'm not going to kill you. There will be punishment or discipline. Yes. But just know that they feel comfortable. Let them feel like they can come to you with things. And so that's that's going to be very important. And I know that we can probably talk about this subject for a very long time. And we're going to do a part two. I don't know, maybe a part three. But from, from today's episode, just really two main points that we want you to know when you're raising kids is just the importance of knowing your child, know who they are, the love languages. Look it up. I think it's by Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. There's an online free test that they can take with a couple of questions. And it's going to let you know how your child receives love. So I would encourage 
encourage all of you to actually do that. And then also to be involved in their personal life, to know what they're watching and reading and talking to it. It's not for you to be, you know, like you're over them or you're hovering. Yeah, hovering. Yeah, not like, not like you're a hovering parent, but you're a concerned parent and you mm-hmm. know what's best for your child at the end of the day. You know the dangers that are out there. And so you're doing it in a respectful manner. So just be sure that, that you're doing that. It's, it's going to definitely be a balance, though, because you, you don't want to offend. You don't want to make them feel judged or whatever. But there are going to be situations when you're going to have to put your foot down. You're yes. going to have to draw the line and say, okay, well, this is where this ends or this is, that's not right. That's that's the wrong thing to do. And I mean, yes, it's definitely tough. And, you know, you have some parents who end up being friends with their kids or just being the cool mom or the cool dad. It's great for your parents your kids to think okay my parents are fun or whatever but they still gotta realize that at the end of the day that they are my parents and yeah they know what's right you know what i mean and not everything and i and i try to tell my kids all the time i tell them you know i'm not 100 percent. Right. <laughs> i'm not even that i just i'm not 100 percent correct all the time and they're even sometimes where they tell me no dad this is whatever and i'm like you know well Let's research it. We research it and we figure, oh, yeah, you were correct and whatever. But it's going to be a balance in that. And you got to let them see where, which lines they can't cross. And, you know, yeah. and hopefully that extends into their relationships with other people. We're the first, I think, in family life, mom and dad, we are the first real relationships our kids will have. Yes. You know, and, and yes. social skills, all that stuff, they're going to develop them with us more than, it, at first, more than anyone. You know what I mean? So having to try to figure out a way to balance it, it's, it, it gives them a more realistic expectation. Because if they feel like they're always getting everything, that's not a realistic expectation because they're right. going to go into the real world thinking, thinking that. everything's mm-hmm. going to come to them, everything's going to just fall into their hands and that's not real. But giving them, you know, balanced reactions or balanced consequences, there are going to be some consequences for, for the bad things you do. There are going to be some rewards for the good things you do. Like I said, finding the balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes into something, and that's kind of why I chimed in. When you said, because my husband tells our kids, I hear him all the time, I'm not your, fr- I'm not no, your friend. I'm, I'm really not. And, and he doesn't mean it in a mean way, right? To say, oh, I'm not your friend. No, like we can be friendly. We are friendly. We love our kids. We like our kids, but we're not your friends. And we, you have to find, like you said, finding that balance where they understand your position mm-hmm. in their life. They can come to you as a father, as a mother. They can come to you for advice. They can come to you to express their feelings. They can come to you when they're frustrated or sad. But you are not on the same level with them as their peers. Nope. And that's going to be very important from a young age for you to set because then they know they cannot talk to you a certain way. They cannot act a certain way um, because you're not their friends. You, You are their guardian. Um, you are the one that loves them and cares for them. And so that that's just an, another thing too that we can <laughs> add to the point. In addition to knowing them and just really spending that time with them and, and knowing what they're doing is just make sure you're setting that boundary. You're setting mm-hmm. that line so that you know that there's just a certain thing in your house you will and will not accept. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to start to foster that from a very young age um, so that when they do grow old, they know even as I'm old, my father, my mom is still on a different level yeah, than I am. Agreed. All right. Well, I think what we're going to do is make this a part two. <laughs> and so join us next episode. We're going to continue on with raising kids in a marriage. We can um, talk about discipline and even when it talks about getting romantic and making sure that you have you and spouse time um, that's separate from the kids, which is so very important. Date nights and all of that. 
Um, And so I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Praying Wife. Please know that you can always email us, um, support at theprayingwife.com, or just visit us online at theprayingwife.com. Join the Facebook group. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. I want to bless you. Just know that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God, and you are loved. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.